This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is presented by Hummel Casino. Fun above all else. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. home on a Wednesday. Ben and Woods 97.3, the fan. Thank you for being here. I'm Woodsy. That's Paul Rindo, the executive producer. And uh, to my left, Benjamin Higgins, your friendly neighborhood sports anchor. Today is National Morning Show Hosts Day. And uh, I would be remiss if I didn't thank the kindest, sweetest, most loyal, and most patient uh, group of listeners and audience that uh, anybody could ever dream <laughs> of. The tier ones out there, you guys are <laughs> incredible we really tested your patience last night so as, as a lot of you know uh we're on youtube as well we do the radio show but we simulcast it to youtube you can watch us don't know why you would but you do it's been very popular um it's we are i mean it's, we work in radio that's that's how we that's how we roll here we're trying um, to catch up yeah that's exactly right but we have and it's been great and we've we've really enjoyed it and uh, it's opened up a whole new thing. I mean, I walked out this morning at 4 o'clock this morning to make my coffee and kiss my wife goodbye. And 
up on the big screen was Ben and Woods. It, they were waiting for our show to start, and it was already on the big screen. So if you're at home or um, you know you can't listen on the radio or the Odyssey app or anything like that, it's a great way to, to consume Ben and Woods. Uh, we have a membership platform there as well. You can join. Um, it's pretty inexpensive, but what we do once a month, too, is we do a member stream. And so on a Tuesday night, like we did last night, we put the game on and uh, logged on to hang out with our members. And... It didn't go well. It was not good. We we had some technical issues. Technical issues, typically you think, ah, 5, 10, 15 minutes. We were like 45 minutes of trying to get the stream going. So I wanted to thank the Tier 1s uh, for their patience last night. Funny thing is, mm. they could hear and see us. We couldn't see their comments. So we didn't know if they were active. So Ben and I are having a conversation. Paul's computer... I mean. Just five minutes on before the, we go, like land. just crapped out. I don't know what happened. I'd been I'd been working all day at my desk. Had I had everything set up at like one o'clock. Sure, I was getting work done. I had the camera set up. I had my mic ready. I'm like, cool. Worked all day. Restarted the computer about twenty minutes before you jumped on uh, as we were getting ready for the stream, and it seemed fine. And then you couldn't hear me, or I couldn't hear you, or something. I'm like, all right, let me see what's going on. And then all of a sudden, so all, of my, a sudden. all of a sudden, like <laughs> everything stopped. My computer just completely shut down on me, and I had no idea what was going on. I fully it out. panicked. I was in. I'm full like, Woods panic is mode. not going to know what's going on. No right idea. Text. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Hang on one second. One second. I'm like, f this. I'm gonna grab my personal laptop. Yep. I'll just run it from there. Computer was dead. Needed to juice it up. Got to juice it up. MacBooks take forever to start up once they are dead. It's kind of like when your phone dies, that feeling. I logged into our streaming software. It's Once I finally got up and running, log into the streaming software. I haven't used my personal laptop in a long time because I've got my work computer. I had a, Our streaming software is logged in through Sam Levitt's account, so he got a verification code. So oh. then I had to text Sammy, hey, I need the code that you just got. Sitting here waiting for him. Finally get I mean, it was... It was like 45 minutes. It's like 40 minutes. Is it just... Is it worse when you're you're stressed out, but you also know that you're causing stress to another person? Yes. That's the worst like part. That, being, yeah. That's the worst part being of Being stressed is... is uh, you know, we all deal with it in our own ways. And, and something we all face every day. Everyone listening faces it every day. But when you're causing stress and you you feel like you um have let somebody down it's the worst as a people pleaser you know dude With that kind of stuff oh. i feel like i'm pretty dependable and, no doubt yeah no, and no for doubt. it to have been working all day i got a ton of work done throughout the afternoon yeah, yeah. For you know, it to wasn't going and, like oh, oh no, damn Paul, it, you know he, he knew that this was an anomaly but at the same time you also knew that he is like he is just like, oh, this is terrible. Like, you know, he's well, every second let's be feels real. like a, I, it's not like I can just text Woods, hey, you run it for me. Yeah, for right. Now. Every like, second, though, for Woods is like an eternity. Now, for me, I'm just kind of sitting there doing my normal thing. He like, was at work. Like if Ben had to bail work, on our I'm show fine. right now, you're not worried that Woods doesn't know how to use a microphone. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, exactly. Be fine. But it's, it's the differences in our personalities. You weren't worried about me, you were worried about him. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm also the most likely to snap, and well, that's <laughs> true too. The table. It's both. It's both the good and the bad, though. I, I mean, we wouldn't. I mean, we need that from you. We need you. If we were both I me, want you to be authentically. There you. really wouldn't be a lot of. I I was impetus. Well, I and, was, then, <laughs> and then when we finally get in the stream and we're yeah. live, we're going. We're like, why can't we see what everyone? Usually, we can see all the comments. Yeah. And I still believe. 
because I, I mean, I did everything right. It's worked the last six months yeah. or whatever. Uh, it looks like YouTube changed their policies on allowing comments to go to a third party streaming private software streaming, yeah. when it's a private video. That sucks. So we just opened it up for all members, not just the uh, the tier one gold. Uh, we opened it up for everybody, which I think was great. You know, I think it was fun. It is the little perk for paying the extra five bucks a month on our membership plan, but uh, I, I thought it was fun to have everybody that's a member in there for the last one of the regular season. And uh, yeah, Ben cursed. Which what? Is, no, yeah. Didn't. Yeah, did. yeah, you no, did. No, the, I wouldn't do that. That was the special treat. I would not do that. I, let me tell you guys. I felt disgusting when it happened. Let me tell you guys. He knocked it out of the park. <laughs> he really, twice, three times. I have good mentors. It was. Yes, you do. You really have studied <laughs> under the master of the foul mouth. Just uh, biding my time for years Yeah, to see how it's done properly. My five-year-old did uh, sign off by saying goodnight, D-heads, to everyone in the chat. So that was a <laughs> moment of parental uh, pride, certainly. But no, it's, it's a lot of fun. We're going to be doing it for the rest of the year. Uh, we'll jump on once a month and do a, a member stream. And then, uh, you know, when, when Polly and I will be going to fantasy camp in January, we're going to do some then. So it's a good time to be in. Um, you know, go join the, uh, the page we'll and all get that. Multiple streams. Uh, oh, yeah. In January. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll be bored at seven o'clock at night. That's exactly <laughs> right. I may set up a camera to watch Paul sleep. <laughs> which would be fun to be like the Truman Show. We just keep film every your Airbnb. Film everything. <laughs> Polly in bed asleep, sweetly nestled up in an Airbnb. Uh, so no, it was great. Thank you guys for joining. Vinny, Vinny uh, says Paul had to shower after Ben's filthy language. It was, it was really. Just, it was uncomfortable. It, it, it was. was, not, it, no, was you, it was. You were uncomfortable. I was uncomfortable. But it was great. I loved it. It was great. I want more of it. You knocked it out. Why of the did park. it even prize? I promise. If the Padres won four in a row, no, it was like six in a row. Six in a row. Yeah. Do it. I felt like. Well, I'd be happy to do it because the Padres will be back in a playoff race, and that's what we're looking for. So I will pay that price again. Be careful what you wish for, because I didn't think the Padres would win their six in a row. Yet it wouldn't make any difference at all. That's exactly. And they'd still be out of it here at the end. That's Not a, that they're totally out of it. Joe asked, Ben, what's the updated scenario for the Padres right, to sneak in? Lay it on me. All right, here it is. Padres, 4-0, and obviously. Okay. you got to win the last four games. Cubs, we already told you, 0-5. they got to lose their last five. So one loss for the Padres and they're out. Yeah. Marlins, 1-5. and Exactly. Marlins go 0-6, you're, you're out of luck. Marlins go 2-4, and you're out of luck. Marlins have to go one and five exactly in their last six. Mm-hmm. And the Reds have to go either one and three or zero oh and four. If all of those things happen, Padres would get in the playoffs in a three or four way tie for the last <laughs> wild card spot. Those are your remaining scenarios. It's bleak. It's very bleak. It is very bleak. The um the schedule today. Uh, because there's a doubleheader, so you start with the Marlins and the Mets at 110 this afternoon. Now, you can't be eliminated because you do need that one Marlins win. Correct. So you can't be eliminated by that game. You if, could if be they elim- sweep the doubleheader, it's over. If they sweep over. the doubleheader, though, it's done for the Padres. Game two is at 410. The Chicago Cubs are again in Atlanta at 420. If the Cubs win that game, the Padres are eliminated. So, And then the Reds... As I said, you can you can survive one Reds win still. They're in Cleveland at 310. So you could be eliminated by two Miami wins or one Chicago win. Maybe, probably not quite before the Padres game starts, but early in the game. However, if the Marlins don't sweep and the Braves beat the Cubs again, 
Padres would still be able to stay alive for another day with a win tonight and get yourself to Thursday and get you yourself one day closer. Good, like one out of a hundred. I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. One of the best films in American history. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. I'm sure Ben doesn't like it, but it's no. a very, very good film. Um, yeah, our, just kind of ready for it. I'm bracing. You want to rip the Band-Aid off? I do, man. We I've are been ready for like a week. Yeah, we're really like this is this is this is pulling fingernails at this point. But um, there's just so much has to go in the in the Padres' favor. You'd love to have been to the point where it's like, hey, if we win our last four, we're going to the playoffs. That would be that'd be electric. I mean, we'd be we'd be holding rallies and stuff at game at, at bars uh, tonight, and it just was not the case. So many so many close games slipped through their fingers. Uh, all the extra inning games slipped through their fingers. Um, every day it comes out, the, there's a new stat, Ben, that you look at and say, like they showed the graphic last night, most quality starts by far of any other team in baseball, and you're like, you got a Cy Young winner, you got, um, you got a gold glove right fielder, you've got Juan Soto having a really, really nice season, you have all these numbers and these stats, and you go, yeah, there's no way we shouldn't be in, and, and here we sit. Yeah, the Padres are in, I was thinking about this last night, are in a position you almost never see a team in. Both coming off an incredibly disappointing season, but also have all these players with huge numbers that you've got to like worry about re-signing. Normally, if you had a bad year, you don't really care about losing the players. You're like, good, we need to switch players out. We had a terrible year. Get rid of the pitching staff. Yeah, they're all free agents. Great. We had a terrible year. Yeah. We need to make start changes. Fresh. Start fresh. This is not the case for the Padres. They had a terrible season filled with a ton of players you would like to have back, yet you will have trouble re-signing them. It is... You don't ever really see that in sports. Well, you know, I, I, I made the point yesterday talking about how there's been several guys in the history of this franchise, at least since I've been here, Ben, and, and when I moved here in 2010. And seemingly every year somebody comes out and says, oh, we took our foot off the gas or we quit, and it really rubs me the wrong way uh, it does to, to come out and say that, you know, you didn't give it everything you had. Um, strangely enough, you know, I said this is the place where people come to cruise. Well, in, in certain people's uh, cases, Ben, this is the place to come and shine in your walk year because so many of those guys have earned themselves, you know, bigger paydays and, and uh, they're going to be, leave, you know, more than likely leaving the team, um, moving on to richer pastures. Maybe not greener, but certainly richer catch, pastures. Catch 22 if you're A.J. Brawler. It's right. like, all right, well, all these guys I'm signing to the short-term deals, I wish I had signed to long-term deals, whereas some of the guys on the long-term deals may have played better if they were on the short-term. I mean, would would Juan Soto be Juan Soto if he wasn't still driving for the contract? I'd like to think that he will be. I, I do, too. But is it going to shock anyone if he gets a $500 million deal and then, you know, he's good still, but he's, you know... He's not knocking anyone's socks off? I think that would shock me. That would shock you. Yeah. He will remain... An elite talent? An elite top player in baseball, even set for life, yeah. long-term contract. I think so. Yeah. I do. I think he's got the he's got the thing. I think Manny has, too. I think, you know, Manny got some criticism this year because of how he struggled. I don't... I mean, the tennis elbow is not new. Tennis... He's been dealing with that, he said, for at least two years. So I think it's logical to conclude that it has been bothering him all season long. And he's still put up pretty good numbers, you know, playing hurts likely all year long. 
And hopefully, you know, he comes back after the surgery next year and can have a nice, healthy season that he really looks like a, you know, back to the MVP Manny, not just the really good Manny, but the next level MVP type Manny that we saw in 2022. Padres will need more of that from him next year. Well, and you know, signs on Xander Bogarts, you know, pointing in the in the right direction, I guess. And and you know, it, what the, is the underlying thing of the off season for me is, and I don't know how you fix it, but next year when the guys come in ready to go, you got to figure out how, like Skip Schumacher said, to win some games early, like to win some close games early. Don't let that specter linger over you the specter of of you know massive underachievement in in extra inning games um massive underachievement in one run games that's got to be flushed day one i mean if they get a nice comeback win in the 10th inning on opening day and this season is already a rousing success in my opinion because um it, it, it that's really what's been the the achilles heel and, and hitting with runners in scoring position all of that they really started to mash ben with runners in scoring position when when they were kind of out of it, and and that that narrative needs to flip. I want to talk, uh, get some calls from the tier ones eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Some interesting uh, comments from Tony Gwynn Jr. We're going to play about Bob Melvin yeah. and, and his status uh, that that I heard uh, earlier this week. We're going to bring that back on. Will Bob be back next season? Get your thoughts as well. Again, the phone Bob lines watch. are open eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven three. Sad that we're at this point. Oh. Bob Watch. Mm-hmm. Mortifying, but uh, we're clearly there. Uh, that's coming up after a check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. And here, the NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. I don't think anyone knows exactly what's going on in Bob Melvin's head, but Tony Gwynn Jr. is a good place to start. Sure. It's Ben and Woods here on 97.3 The Fan, 823, Wednesday morning. Hey, we're not a bad place to start. I mean, he told us first. He did. Yeah. And we played that audio earlier this week. Yeah. Directly from Bob Melvin's last conversation with us a couple of Friar Fridays ago. Said, hey, I've got one year left in my contract. I don't, I don't walk away from things. I'm planning to stick it out. So that was horse's mouth. But uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. had a recent conversation with Bob Melvin and relayed it on the Gwynn and Chris program this week as well. And we're going to play that for you in just a moment. You know, I know that, you know, you hang around this team and you told me you had a chance to talk with him about this very subject. I I, I don't know, you know, how much. I mean, he he, he just was was wondering, you know, um, he was asking me where the that narrative cut was coming from in terms of him quitting like you know they don't give away these jobs very often there's all 30 of them 
And so uh, I think to make a long story short, he's not going to be quitting when it's all said and done. Yeah. Uh, now, that doesn't mean the, the, the Padres could decide to go a different route, but it ain't going to be because he says, I, I'm quitting, I'm not coming back. He is under contract uh, through next year, and uh, I think his intention is certainly to be back. It's always a good move when you have a, uh, f- I think, $4 million uh, a year remaining. No. No, if you don't, you don't want me here. You're well. I, I you're always welcome to fire me, and yeah, I'll take your money. There's, and, there's no way he's just walking away and yeah. saying, "Keep your money, I'm, yeah. I'm out of here." But it's definitely a good strategy. Can play. I can I offer a reasonable sounding scenario that would be framed as Bob Melvin resigning or a, a mutual parting of the ways, where Bob thinking rightfully so that there could be other openings that he would be. A leading candidate for. Certainly uh, someone that a number of teams that are looking for a manager this offseason would quickly pick up the phone and give Bob Melvin a call. If he goes to the Padres and goes, I'm not planning on resigning, but if you really are not happy with this relationship, if you'd like to buy me out, you know, for four, three quarters of it or, you know, 80% of it. Why would you leave that on the table? Well, I you mean, do <laughs> yeah. What I mean, he's like, I got a contract because then you don't have to say you were fired. You get to say we had, a, we just had a mutual parting of the ways. Does you, anyone you be- walk away with any- a little more respect? Will anyone believe it? I won't. I don't know. I, I will not. I'm sorry. I will not. And I then will not. he's fired and or then, walking away. Well, Bob and, Melvin will have a job. And then you can yeah. sign right away with someone else and get double paid. I love the double pay. The double pay is a good bit. You get double paid with your new team. If you can get a double pay. If he wants a year off, there's no reason to walk away at all. You just say, all right, if you don't want me here, fire me. I'll take take a year off and you can pay me. But if he wants to get right back into it, you can get bought out and get double paid for next year from another team that would be very interested in hiring Bob Melvin. I think it's the one of the dumber things he could do is is agree to anything. That, I mean, honestly, if they don't want him here, great, fire me. I mean, everyone around baseball, Ben, do you, do you think the perception of Bob Melvin is going to go down because A.J. Preller fired him? No. Everyone around baseball go, I get it. I get it. This is what happens every couple of years if in I'm San Diego. If I'm Bob, too, I, want, I would be like, no, you fire me. Fire me. Because I want, I want everyone in baseball yes. to know that you fired another manager. Correct. And you're going to be on your oh. fifth manager in six years or whatever. In a New York minute, I would not let anybody off the hook. If that was how it, it went down, You're not I'd saving say, any face on this one. No, no. Nope. Fire me. There will be no amicable parting of the ways. You didn't want me here. I'm out. Everyone around baseball will go, what in the world? What in the world? What are they doing down there in San Diego? Which, by the way, is kind of what they've been writing about all season long. So just more fodder for them. I don't think everyone thinks that way. I think some people Mm. like the idea of leaving at least sounding on your own terms as opposed to having it dictated to you by someone else. I don't think it would affect his legacy or his prospects or... In the slightest. I don't. I mean, he's got a long enough track record. You know, it's not Jace Tingler, right? I mean, Jace caught on with Minnesota. They're going to the playoffs. He's a bench coach, and it's not going to affect him one bit. It, yeah, I mean, it already happened here in San Diego. Bruce Bochy had a year left on his deal, I believe, and instead of being fired by the Padres, who were ready to go in a different direction but weren't quite ready to Action. fire Bruce Bochy, just like it would be hard to fire Bob Melvin 
they decided let's have a mutual parting of the ways. And, and Boach got the job in San Francisco. They hired Bud Black here in San Diego. Worked out really well for yeah, Boach. Fantastic. Uh, up there. And you know that was a more of a mutual parting of the ways. At least that's how it was framed. Sure. Now, the... It was in the air that Boach wasn't going to be coming back one way or another, probably, well, that based, next season. But. Based on just, like you said, things in the air about that era, it was before my time, certainly, but it was not a it was not something that Boach took particularly well. And there was, you know, the, the fact that he got the opportunity in San Francisco and went on to the success that he had, there has always been a bit of a, a, a well-deserved, I think, chip on his shoulder uh, about the San Diego Potteries, as there should have been, as there should have been. I mean, look what he, look what he was able to do uh, after leaving. I mean, he wasn't. It wasn't like Boach was here for two years right. and didn't get a chance, though. I mean, he was he was here for a long time as the manager, and you know, at, at some point, I think in any relationship, when you get when you're there that long. Sometimes it's healthy to move on to somewhere else. You're right. I'm quitting right now. It's healthy. No, I I don't know. I, I just think it's like he said. He's not walking away. He's not. He said it to us. said it to Tony. Doesn't really know where the narrative came from. It, of course, came from the, the Dennis Lynn article in The Athletic is where it was first reported. Um, well, yeah. I have one more year left in my contract. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I'm going to finish out what I started. Yeah, he's not. He's not going to give anybody the. Oh no, no, it's fine. Let's just part ways. Now, if he I, wanted to go, he could like. I had to demand an extension. I don't want to be a lame duck. But he said, "I don't. I'm not planning to play that game." Yeah. Where you know, I hey, I can't come back without being given some assurances, or you know, will I have the respect if I if they know I'm a lame duck? He doesn't care about that. Yeah, for sure. Let's go out to the phones. Eight three three two eight eight zero ninety seven. Oh, it's bottom of the hour. Break, You're yeah. right. Sorry. Just looked up the clock. <laughs> Time flies when you're so, having fun. All right. So sorry to all the callers. Let's right, we'll get to the phones in the next segment. 833-288-0973. We're here. We got some time. When we come back, get your thoughts on Bob Melvin's status and how you see this playing out in the next week. We're, I mean, we're five days away from what could be decision day for the Padres here on 97.3 The Fan. Don't go away. Does Bob Melvin get fired? Does he get another job somewhere else? What's going to happen in this next week? We're taking your phone calls, 833-288-0973. First, this segment of Ben Woods brought to you by Ashley Furniture. Fall is here, and at Ashley, seasonal decorating is a breeze. Snuggle up on a sectional, gather outside with a new fire pit or conversation set. Ashley has everything you'll need. Shop in store or visit Ashley dot com today. Got some phone callers on the line if you want to join them. 833-288-0973. Get to that right after a check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. Alright, let's go on to the calls. We're taking uh, your thoughts on, on Bob Melvin or if, if you want to expand that conversation, we can certainly do that. Mike is first up here with Ben and Woods. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Right on. Mike, you there? I know you just talked to Paul like two seconds ago. You're on the air. With Ben and Woods, 97.3 The Fan. Good talk. 
right, let's uh, let's let's go. I just think I just heard him just a second ago. Mike, are you there? Oh yeah, yeah, there he is. Hey, all right. I think so. Oh, I must have been in dead spot. Hey, thanks for waiting for me. No worries. Um, Yeah, I mean, I love Bob Melvin. I think he's a great baseball guy, as everybody knows. But you know, sometimes things just don't work out, and it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It just is what it is. And you know, this year, as you guys were talking about earlier, we have all these star players putting up amazing numbers, Cy Young year, everything you just said, and then it just isn't clicking. And, you know, the that missing ingredient secret sauce, that's got to be the manager's responsibility. So, you know, I love the guy. I wish him well, but I don't – he's just not doing it. That's who, fair. Who, who is? It, it, who would be a better oh. fit in your opinion? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. That's don't the one that that's the one that, that that's the one that keeps me up, right? Like, if not him, then who? And I hear like uh, even Adam Jones said Ryan Flaherty, and I'm like, hey, Jimmy, I, that's your friend. Like, you know, like like Ryan Flaherty, who's been well, the CC Sabathia, who's, who's been the offensive coordinator uh, this year. I, I I don't know that. I don't know like, that. What you, makes you think Ryan Flaherty would be the guy? He knows the players. He they they know him. They trust him. But do they respect him? Because right? they know Bob knows the players and they respect him, and he's got a lot of experience doing this. I, I think the question is, and I, and I think Mike brought up a great point. Manager absolutely is it partly or even largely responsible for a disappointing baseball team. The question you need to ask, though, is do you expect the same thing to happen next year? Because it didn't happen last year. They surged at the end. They made it to the NLCS under Bob Melvin. They surged at the end this year Do you, when it didn't really matter. The question is, every manager is going to have an off season. Do you think that Bob Melvin is the kind of guy who it will linger into another year and you'll go, man, we should have fired him when we had the chance at the end of last year? Or will you go, you know what, I'm so glad we didn't fire Bob Melvin, even though a lot of people thought maybe we should, or maybe the obvious thing to do would be to change managers, because sometimes you have to have faith that, you know, some seasons are anomalies, and you you come back next year, and it looks very different. And the question I think Pottery fans are asking, which season was the anomaly? Was Correct. it last season, or was it this season? And, and for me, personally, I mean, I don't like owe Bob Melvin money. Or anything like that. That's not why I'm lobbying. To, like I mean, I'm not doing him a solid. I just happen to think, again, based on the people I've talked to, to a 100% approval rate to all of the people around baseball players, managers, ex-managers, ex-players, said the guy's the freaking best. And the fact that we've talked to him, um, is he? Did we have a better rapport with Jace Tingler? Probably. Yeah, probably. But I want a steady hand. And I think in this tumultuous organization of constant turnover, constant, it's constant. It's shuffling in and out and in and out and 10 guys at a time. I want a steady hand. And I don't think you're going to find much steadier hand than Bob Melvin. Let's go to uh, Lenny and LeMay. Lenny! Do you know Holy I have known smokes. Lenny? Yeah, for like 30 years. It's like 30 years before I was even in radio. Lenny, good morning to you. Hey, good morning, guys. Always great to hear and listen, talk to you. I listen all the time. Thank you, buddy. First of all, first of all, I was really disappointed they brought in Hader last night for the one stage. <laughs> I know. You know, I, 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 know. I, 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 I know that the Padres knew his uh, limits, but sometimes you got to step outside your limit just to give what the team needs. As far as the manager goes, I love Bomel, but the truth is, AJ Preller is Seidler's man. It's his philosophy. If you look at the numbers, 
they haven't done great under Preller's uh, guidance. And I think they're just going to, you know, if you get rid of Preller, then you have to change the organization. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I think they're going to get Omel and find some guy that uh, Preller can work with, and maybe it'll be different. It's a, it, you know, baseball is different. I'm old school like you guys, you know. Uh, you got to let, what, what did Parcell say? If I'm going to do the cooking, let me buy the groceries. Yeah. And that's not how it works anymore in baseball. No, it's definitely not. And, and you know, I think somebody made the, the point we were talking about, you know, somebody asked, does Bob Melvin actually have the lineup? And we kind of kicked it around and said, probably not. No, he probably doesn't. And I said, there's probably not one manager in professional baseball from rookie ball, you know, instructionals. That has the lineup. Well, you know the minor league guys don't have any control over anything at all. (laughs) Right. Players, (laughs) their roster, like nothing. How many innings a pitcher can go. Correct. It's all... It's all handed down by that the is, organization. That's like getting, you know, you get the Oscar winners, and they're like, all right, how much is he going tonight? Four. All right, we got him for four. How, how tonight. does anyone even prepare to be a manager nowadays? I wonder. You know, I mean, if you're a minor league manager, that doesn't prepare you for being a major league manager. Your <laughs> well, job's completely different. It's completely different, but I mean, I think what it does do is how do you manage, in that case, professionals, but very young professionals. Like, can you, like a guy like Philip Wellman, who's been doing this forever and is phenomenal at it, you wonder what it would be like for him to get up to the big league level. Like, if Philip Wellman was the manager of the Padres, by the way, I'm all for it. I think it would, I mean, if it ain't Bob, give me Philip. But you wonder if Philip would be like looking around the clubhouse going, are you guys effing kidding me right now? Well, like, I, he doesn't mess around. I mean, you know, Pat Murphy was was kind of that longtime yeah, college, college manager. But you come in, and it's different with professionals. And it doesn't always translate. Even a great coach-slash-manager in a professional environment, it's totally different. Lenny brought up another point that I want to discuss as well. He said AJ's philosophy may not just mesh. What is what AJ's is, what philosophy? Is what is it? Do we... Does anyone... Can anyone actually like put it down into like a, a paragraph? Give me a chaos. thesis statement. You said it yesterday. He's an agent, He's an of, agent of chaos. Yeah, he, he is an agent of chaos. Obviously, he loves talent. You know, he he loves shiny talent and tries to acquire as much of it as possible. But beyond that, because I would say most general managers are in the business of acquiring talent when they can. There's not one GM that goes. Yeah, that guy's just too talented for our organization. I'm not. I'm not really a talent guy myself. Everyone, you know, yeah. There's some that probably value cohesion and you know the doing the little things more than others. But there's not a GM in the world that will turn down talent when it's presented to them. They mold it. You know, will take it. But beyond that, what is AJ's philosophy? What's the philosophy of the Padres? What's their mission statement here? Because I don't really know, and you know, I've been watching this team under AJ for a decade. I, I don't really know exactly what it is. It's what's the identity of the San Diego Padres? I have no idea. I mean, is that a problem? I, I mean, I, I honestly Seems like a problem to me. Yeah, Diesel says buy high, sell low. Yeah, that's it's fair. It's fair. Yeah, maybe the result. I hope that's not actually written down on a piece of paper somewhere. Pivoted from catchers to shortstops. Yeah, we have a very uh, a lot of affinity for catchers. Athletes early. on Ath- the field. I mean, that's that's at least partly a philosophy. Sure. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Really good athletes. Yeah. Play a new position every year. We will move you around. <laughs> the Dodgers do that too, though. That's Absolutely. not. That's not a. 
deal breaker in terms of you can't be successful if you do that because other teams do it and have success. Other teams have really good athletes and have success. What are we missing here? What's what's the missing ingredient with under the AJ Preller regime? You know, um, I think I, I would I would say consistency. Um, there you go, and and that's really what's been missing. And and look, I don't know how else you judge a GM other than his the the record. I don't like if there's a better way for me to judge a general manager. Then wins and losses after nine years, I don't know how to do it. Now, I, I could say farm, and the farm is allegedly back to you know where it needs to be by all the metrics and rankings and things like that. Uh, I could say um, I could say culture, like when Mikey Elias took over in Baltimore, it was like it's going to be lean, but we're going to you know had. I know patience is not in the philosophy for the San Diego Potteries. I, I, I wouldn't say there's been a lot of splash and a lot of a lot of um, sizzle, not a lot of steak. No, you know, yeah. I mean, the first few years of AJ's, you know, after the 2015 splash, there was years of patience, and he wasn't really evaluated on wins and losses in 2016. 2017, 18, 2018, 19, short season 20. Started to, you know, in 2019 was a little disappointing after they went out and signed Hosmer and, and Tatis came up. And, you know, you, you were disappointed at the end of that season and how it didn't work out. But then 2020, you know, it started transitioning into the, okay, this is now you're, you're judged on wins and losses. But we were pretty patient the first few years in waiting to evaluate AJ. So I think we both fairly say, hey, you can't really judge him on the 2017 record. We weren't expecting much. It was a building phase. At the same time, you could have surprised us in one of those seasons. You know, overperformed. Could have gotten there early. Even if you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, you could have shocked us with an 84 and 78 record in one of those years. And they didn't. They didn't overperform. In fact, you can make the argument that they've never that other than in the sixty game pandemic season, which they went what, like thirty seven and twenty three or something, the Padres have never overperformed Mm-mm. our expectations under AJ Preller. No, I think that's fair. He's going to have in the draft. Um, you know, some of the ones that 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 you see. One of the guys on the Orioles watching him pitch, and you're just like, "Oh my God, we have Ryan. We took Ryan Weathers five (laughs) spots ahead of that guy. Like it makes you want to die. It makes you want to die inside." But you know, look, that's going to happen to every single GM. Just go back through a draft and be like, "How did Alex Antopoulos miss out on this guy when he was right there, and you ended up with him?" It does happen a lot. Um, It's just happened, I think, too frequently to actually get to translate to wins on the field. And um, you know, as far as philosophy goes. I'm down, Ben, for like, I like the idea of being strong up the middle. I like the idea of catchers and shortstops and center fielders and, and that whole scene. Uh, but I, it just has not, none of the, what is happening? What are you doing? I don't know. I'm not it's on the very, screen anymore. My head is above the screen and it's, it's, it's like not sure what's happened. I texted you, so we did it off the air. Yeah. I, I lost my train I was just fixing my camera off the air. I unplugged it and plugged it back in because Polly told me to. But my head is still not in the picture. It's just, I forgot what I was saying. You're easily distractible, aren't you? Well, when my partner is next to me rocking back and forth, like he's at a concert and he's waving. Was I doing Sailing something wrong? I'm like, what happened? What's going away. on? 
Is it, wasn't I doing exactly what I was supposed to be doing there, Polly? I don't. That's what you wanted not me to do. When you're I on a radio show, we're still on the radio. People can hear this product. That's why I texted him separately, not on the microphone. <sighs> right. We tried to do it quietly while you were talking, and you're you could not. Down. You could not handle something going on outside of your train of thought. Okay. It's my fault. My fault. That's again. what I'm saying here. Let's go to the phones again. Let's go to Matt. You're next up here on 97.3 The Fan. Matt, we could use some help right now. Hey, you guys can hear me? Yeah, no problem. Hey, good morning. Hey. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thank you, buddy. I usually call into the coach's show, but been wanting to talk to you guys as well. Um, I actually, since it's uh, you guys have talked about, um, actually not baseball, but you guys have talked about therapy, I kind of just wanted to mention something real quick since it being a, uh, you know, Suicide Awareness Month. Um, I actually just want to issue a challenge to you guys. Um, with my background being in psychology, I just want to challenge you guys to um, pretty much just say hi to five random people, five random strangers. No problem. I like that. Do that every day anyway. I'll do it today. Exactly. I'm sure you do. But challenge other people. Because with that being said, um, psychology story to give you is there was a man who uh, jumped off the San Francisco Bridge. And before he did that, he wrote a suicide letter, and in that letter he said, if only one person had said hello to me on my way to that bridge, I wouldn't have jumped off. If only one person had said hello to make me feel alive and you could see me, I wouldn't have done it. So, yeah, that's my challenge for you guys. Peace cake. Peace cake, man. Thank you very much. Jocelyn says Ben can do it with his coworkers that he doesn't know. Yes, hi. We got an all-staff meeting in an hour. the show today. Ben can just – I am – I am not good at going up to strangers and saying hello. You know, like when you pass them on the street, you're like, how you doing? Morning. You don't do the morning. I, well, okay. I was getting coffee this morning, yeah. and there was a guy walking past me, very well-dressed mm-hmm. for 5 a.m. Like, I, he looked like a driver almost, like a limousine driver. He didn't have the hat, but he had the, the vest and the, the red tie and, you know, dark dark clothes like he was driving some sort of limo. I didn't see a limo. He said, hey, and I came back with a... Hey, how you doing? And yeah, we just good. walked by each That's other. That's perfect. So I did, I did it once today, which is once more than I do it on most days, actually. Is right. that bad? I'm not, I'm not an outgoing person when it comes to strangers. No, you just, it's not, you don't have to be outgoing. You have to walk up. Hey, how you doing, bud? How's the family? I'll just, give a smile yeah, as I walk hey, by. You know? How you doing? All right, that was a that's a challenge, an easy challenge. I'll, I'll, Hard challenge. I'll, I'll knock me. knock that out of the park today. Uh, I can't remember what I was saying. I think it was talking about philosophy. And I was just completely derailed now, just massively derailed. <laughs> hmm. Any more calls? Yeah, let's go to Tim. Tim, uh, Quickly, let's wrap Tim. up this hour. We got about a minute here. <laughs> Are you there? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're here. Hi, Tim. Look, hey, there's I, one I, of my five right there. Hi. Hi. Hey, I think we're asking the wrong questions. And, and, and what I mean by that is, you know, we're asking, is Bob Melvin the right guy? Is AJ the right guy? And we're trying to look at their track records and everything else that they've done or haven't done. And, and really the question should be more about, you know, what went wrong on the field? And why, why is it that we didn't play fundamental baseball? Why is it that we didn't advance runners? Why did we not do hit and runs? Why were some of the stupid decisions made for – bringing this guy in or starting Rich Hill multiple times or, you know, those types of questions and, and focus on that. And where did that come from? And, and by the way, cause I know you said you, you've only got a minute. 
Is it just me or is AJ Feller going into radio silence and, and we're not hearing from him at all anymore? Yeah, I mean, we talked to him uh, about, a month ago. about a month ago. I mean, a lot's happened since that time, so don't know when we'll get a chance to catch up with him again. Well, I'll, um, I'll get full transparency. We asked for him last week. Yeah, uh, yeah. When that those articles came out, we said, yep. hey, if he wants to come on and, and discuss any and, of this. And he was quoted. I don't know if it was real-time yeah, I don't know if that was, yeah. Pieces, I never knew but, if that was real, like, recent, recent or, or yeah. old. Or AJ said in the past. Right. All right, we are uh, we are through three hours. We got one hour to go. Paulie's got some Rindle Report headlines, including the most creative NIL deal I've seen yet. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic in college sports. That's ahead here on Ben and Woods on ninety-seven three The Fan. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 